welcome to the podcast. Uh, uh, so glad that you guys could be listening and uh, on whatever platform you are doing so. We're happy to have you here. Uh, so we have Josh Bixler today hey, on the podcast, uh, myself, and then also, once again, our special guest, who's here actually more often than than most, uh, is Bob Parmalee. What's up, yeah. Bob? Hey, glad to be here. Dude, glad to be here. We are always glad to have Bob on. Bob yeah. is our resident, I don't even know what title... He's our source of wisdom, yes. our source of flying planes, our source of charged batteries. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's there's not much that goes on successfully here that Bob hasn't touched. Hasn't <laughs> had his hand into. Yeah. I don't know about successful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, it, it's just an awesome thing. Like, uh, And this is really what I love to see Flight Test about is there's everyone in this team, including you, Bob, everyone is so different. Mm. Whether it's time, you know, wisdom, whether it's experiences, whether it's knowledge. Um, everyone, personalities, everyone is so different, but we need everyone so badly. That's right. And, and Bob is, uh, I, I hate the name background Bob, but it, it, he always is in the background. <laughs> he just happens but to be there. he's not in the background in our hearts or definitely in flight test. Well, thank no. you. Thank you. Yes. And, and if you, if you ever see us plugging a battery in, uh, flying a plane, uh, essentially if it's been crashed, Bob has fixed it. Yeah. Well, not all of them. Well, lot, not lot, all of them, but I mean, <laughs> quite a few. And all the batteries you see in the shop when we're doing vlogs and stuff like that on the on the shelf there, pretty much Bob has has done. That's Bob, the reason why we haven't had a lipo fire in over a year. Right. Sure. Yeah. Well, don't talk. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly. Knock on wood. Oh, yeah. That's so, awesome. Bob, from our perspective, I can't imagine how we do life without you. From your perspective, what do you see this place as? Well, it's just a great place of fellowship. That's mm. really what I see. It means a lot. It's it's fun to come here, see you guys having fun <laughs> doing what you do for a living, and you have you have a lot of fun. You create a lot of good in in what you do. Mm. That's I think that's the big thing. What you've grown in this community is unbelievable, oh, it's, and the friendships that people have just through flight tests. Yeah, it's just, every time I see it, I'm just amazed. It's really yeah. the best part of flight test is yeah. the people. The planes are awesome. The people are amazing. It really is. Hundred percent truth. And that's and that's the fun thing is that, uh, and it's a great thing that you point out, Bob. And then the people that you that 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 have been touched through flight tests and just the you know all the people around the world and around the country. Um, we just got back. Alex and I just got back from Utah, mm -hmm. collaborating with another YouTube channel called Sean Duris. And I went through his first video that that Sean posted and. Uh, I'd probably say 50 to 60% of the comments were, oh my gosh, my favorite, my two favorite YouTube channels are collaborating together. And, oh, I've been loving flight tests for years. And like, n we've never known them. Mm -hmm. Like I've never seen their, their, their YouTube name or whatnot. Um, but they, like you said, you, the things that you, we do on a daily basis, Bob, you included, um, sometimes we don't always see the fruit from that. Yeah. Um, but it's out there and it's changing yeah. people's lives. And, and that's, I mean, that's really the whole reason behind what we do and why we do we, what we do. We'd like to strive for that goal, but uh, it's not always sure that we're hitting it. We right. just want to want to strive for that. And uh, it's really thrilling when we get to fellowship with people and, uh, and see how it's, how it's affected them. Just so you guys know, though, how much you guys have affected us is disproportionately in our favor. Um, we yes. are truly moved, impacted, uh, sometimes the tears over the uh, the stories you write in, the stories you share, also the way you guys take what we do and then you give even further forward uh, yes. and pay it forward um, with getting people in the hobby uh, and more importantly, connecting them. Um, there's a reason why we have a fire hazard on our wall with all those letters because uh, right. it keeps it definitely grounded into the reason why. Uh, it's definitely not about these silly foam planes, uh, which I deeply, deeply love. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's something much more. And I really hope someday, uh, you know, Bob is a, is a staple in our life. Um, I hope someday that we have the opportunity to have it be him impact other people and, mm-hmm. and for people uh, in the community to be able to come out and fellowship together on a common ground. So I'm, I'm excited about what 2018 holds. Yeah, 2018 is going to be awesome. And, and on that note, you know, we talk about it all the time, but like Josh said, and for, it's for me, I can't speak personally for everybody, you know, but for me, every single time that Alex and I go out and we film a vlog or we fly a plane or mm-hmm. we fly a quad, I'm I'm thinking of the community. I'm thinking of the people that uh, I interact with on with on a daily basis and get to enjoy life with. And um, how you know how is this going to affect them? And and what's going on with them? What do they want to see? You know. So you guys' feedback and the community's feedback and and involvement with flight test is the essential key to yeah. what makes us successful. Yeah, you and, don't, you don't yeah. want to see us left to our own devices. It'll no. be a good thing. No, we, you've seen no, that. Well. <laughs> 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 no, oh, I, but you're right. You read the comments and the thing that thing people see what we're doing and and they love it and uh, it's it's yeah. yeah it's really thrilling. Yeah, it's a blast. Uh, Bob, a lot of people since last time we had you on, they may not 100 percent know like all the amazing things you've done and all the all the wisdom you carry. Uh, can you give basically just uh, an overview of who you are and and all the all the neat things? Well, you know where you came from? Uh, well, of course. Uh, and I think I've I've gone over this before, but we'll we'll do it again. The uh, my dad started me in the hobby. I was probably six or seven years old, and uh, he had and and you know I was thinking about this. I don't know why he started the hobby shop. I really don't know why he started, <laughs> it, but he started a hobby shop, and we had a big backyard, um, and uh, we had. A U-control field right in the backyard, a U-control circle right in the backyard. So people would come, they would, and it was similar to here. It was a big family thing. Mm -hmm. People would come, they'd buy products from the hobby shop, build airplanes, and come to the backyard and fly them. That's awesome. And and we'd, we'd do that, you know, three or four nights a week, really, is what we were doing when it was nice. And uh, so that you build that big community. So that's the way I got into to to the uh, model right. yeah. in the industry and and then uh, we it, it you know from there it went and I sort of got out of it for a while and uh, I but we started my dad owned a trucking company also and uh, we uh, we bought an airplane uh, and it was a little <laughs> one my my uncle and my dad we bought it together and I learned to fly it and I, I soloed when I was sixteen. Wow. Uh, so I was awesome. 16 years old when I soloed and uh, got in. You know, that was my start into full scale stuff right. and uh, flew that until I graduated high school and I started working for the trucking company. And I yeah, I didn't really care for that that much. I mean, it was OK, but it was not for me. So I decided I and I went to Embry-Riddle down in Florida and Embry-Riddle, of course, is the aviation school down there. And uh so and I at that point I got my uh, commercial multi-engine instrument. Uh, I got my instructor writing down there, and I did all those things down there. Got that, came back to Ohio, and uh, got a job uh, with a local. It was called Freedom Field. Uh, it was in Medina and uh, Ohio, and uh, I was a flight instructor there and did okay. charter and flight instruction and stuff. And then, of course, I 
uh, finally, uh, you know, your goal is to, to step up, of course. You don't want to be a flight instructor all your life. You don't, there is people, I shouldn't degrade them, but, uh, you know, there is people that like to do that. But yeah. uh, I wanted to be in a corporate field, so I got on with a company here at Akron Canton Airport, which is right up the road from us here. Mm-hmm. And um, that's got me into the corporate field. Wow. Awesome. And then started flying corporate. Uh, flew an airplane for them that was a rather unique airplane. It was called a Howard 500. Okay. And it was a converted PV-1 bomber back in, in, in the World War II days. But they, a company called D. Howard down in San Antonio, Texas, they converted it over and they pressurized it, put uh, bigger engines on it. And uh, it was a very good corporate airplane. It, it cruised uh, at about 350 miles an hour. And uh, we fly at 21,000 feet pressurized and very comfortable airplane. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, now, and, and, and when people say pressurized, um, you take that for granted. Basically, they, they sealed the whole entire fuselage, right? And that That's way it could go up to higher altitude to travel farther, faster, uh, just like you do with corporate jets. Mm-hmm. Back when those planes were designed early on, that really wasn't a part of the thought. So they had to put a lot of work into that, didn't they? Yeah, oh, well, that's correct, yeah. Because that airplane actually, when you put the pressure to it, would actually, when they first built it, I was told this story, that they didn't hook the tables and th- stuff to the walls. And, the, and the, all of a sudden they'd get a gap there. Before they were flush, and now they're all of a sudden there's a gap between because actually the pressurization would expand the airplane a little bit. Incredible. And uh, so they they decided to hook the tables to the wall so that people couldn't see that. It doesn't scare them. (laughs) It's funny, you said something with pressurization. That's um, anytime an aircraft like a, a corporate jet or anything climbs up to altitude, pressurizes, and lands, is that called a cycle? That's a cycle. That's a cycle. Yeah. And airplanes. All airplanes uh, are basically designed and engineered for cycle limited. Yeah. In other words, you'll go out in the desert uh, and you'll go out in the desert and see all these uh, airline airplanes parked in the mm-hmm. desert. And you wonder, what in the world are they doing out here? And most of them are cycle limited out. In yeah. other words, they've, they've flown the amount of cycles. They can't, they can't uh, extend their life anymore. So yeah. what they have to do is they just have to park them and then they part them out. I mean, yeah. you know, they take the parts off them and use them. <laughs> and that's why yeah. they keep them until right. they've parted them out pretty good. But So uh, it's just a bunch yeah. of planes sitting out in the desert. Oh, yeah. You get out in Arizona and, yeah. and uh, you'll see gotta, a lot of We got to go down there and see that, the oh, airplane graveyards. A yeah. military and civil, right? Well, uh, military there is at uh, davis Monthan. Okay, that's, yeah. in, that's in uh, Tucson. Okay. And then, but there's other places around there where there's, yeah. well, even if if you've ever noticed, if you ever watched the spring training at Goodyear, Arizona for the Cleveland Indians, you'll see tails in the background uh, uh, and they park a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them parked there at Goodyear. That, that would be cool. So, so imagine, you know, if you take metal and you bend it over and over and over and over again, eventually it breaks. Yeah, right. It's the same thing with the airplanes. They exactly. don't want to fatigue the metal, you know, from yeah. so many. And also like the rudders, you know, every time you put an input on the rudder, you're flexing torsionally, you know, those pieces. And different right. parts have different cycle yeah. limits. So, okay. uh, you know. Wouldn't it be great someday, like at a destination location, literally like get a fuselage and like turn it into something epic? Oh, that would <laughs> oh. be that would be awesome. That's been done. I'm, I'm, speechless. Yeah, been. I'm speechless because that would be so cool. So, 
That'd be such a cool thing to do. I would live in there. I would just sit That's, there. And you just know what we do is, is we, we, we set up for the destination location. We get one of those fuselages, we slice it, and we make cabins out of them. Yes. You know, just like who's going to get the nose, who's going to oh get the tail. Dang. You know I mean? That's dreaming. Could, yeah. Well, well and here, here's the cool thing with Bob is he's being modest. Um, He brings so much wisdom around general aviation. 100%. I'm dying to fly and, and do a cross country. Stefan, you got to fly with him and yes. get your first uh, introductory flight, correct? Yeah, right, we correct. Did. We did. we went up in the Cessna one eighty two, right? And uh, we he kind of showed me the ropes, as it were. We did a walk around first, talked about the airplane, got to got familiarized with everything, uh, did all our little checklists and check marks and all that stuff, and then uh, we actually got to hop into the plane and go up and fly. And he kind of you know showed me the ropes and yeah. and let me fly the stick a little bit and and he he was always kind of giving me input about where to go what you're looking look at the horizon and yeah. checking your wingtips and all that kind of stuff and it's so funny that we're talking about now because we just got back from Utah yes we did some pretty cool stuff we we actually got to fly and i think the i think this this podcast will go out before the video does yeah um so you guys are getting a little sneak peek we got to fly some bush planes in Utah, and I actually got to be on the stick for a little bit, and I, all the stuff came back. With Trent, me. right? Yeah, with Trent Palmer. Yeah. Um, so like I said, that video will be coming out uh, on Friday, but uh, all this stuff came flooding back from Bob, like, oh, yeah. the horizon, check the wingtips, look at the little ball on the screen, and just, you know, make sure, like, they could talk with the rudder and trying Good to put interest. that ball right in the middle of the two lines. So, I mean, it, it was awesome. So, yeah. Bob, you're a very good teacher, my friend. <laughs> and, and and I look forward to flying with you again well, in the well, near we future. Well, we need to do that. 100%. Because I, I, here's the thing. Bob, and and some of you have not gotten the pleasure to meet Bob or talk with Bob or just hang out with him like we do. Yeah. But you literally, next time someone's around the shop and Bob's here, make sure you introduce yourself because Bob is the man. Yeah. He literally makes you feel at home. It- these aren't token words, by no, the way. No, not is, at all. And, and Bob, I hope we're not making you feel funny. About it, but, <laughs> you are. <laughs> but but yes. we, we cannot express, you know, God has perfect timing with the right people at the right place right. at the right time. And Bob is such a powerful example of that because I cannot imagine where flight test would be without his presence coming into the shop, helping out the way he does. But also um, it is amazing way he just he just blesses us with wisdom, right. knowledge. Uh one of my favorite memories, Bob, was when we built the Mini Sportster to uh, to fly U-Control. And I used to fly U-Control, but there was a reason why I went straight to RC is because I couldn't fly U-Control. I would <laughs> nice. fall over. And we we did this little tiny Sportster. And U-Control is where you have a line and you stand in the center and you control up and down and throttles usually set with the motor. And uh, I got around a couple of times thinking that was really special. And then Bob comes out here mm-hmm. and he showed us how it's done. He's doing loops and wingovers. And at the end, uh, he even had a little tumble. <laughs> yeah, that's brought up to me a lot. <laughs> if you ever heard the term, uh, he's going down. <laughs> that was uh, quoted by TJ when, yeah. when Bob was down. Yeah, and, dude, uh, it's it's true because like yeah. that's actually one of my, no joke, we have a lot, we have almost a thousand episodes coming up here soon or something. We're coming up on a thousand total releases. And I will tell you this, that I have not seen every single one of our episodes because I came in a little bit on the later end. But of all the things that I've seen up to this point, that video with Bob's tumble is one of my top three favorite videos. The amount of fun, the amount of laughter, the crazy stuff they were doing, <laughs> yeah. and then it all capped off with having fun with Bob. Yeah. You know, it was 100% true. And and when we talk about, you know, his wisdom and stuff like that, he also, for me, and I can't speak for everybody else, but for me personally, 
he allows me to stay grounded. Mm -hmm. He allows me to, you know, Bob, you allow me to understand that there are uh, more things that there that you need to be happy about and, and learn about than being worried about. Yeah. Um, and I think that's very wise. And, uh, cause you look at Bob and I don't think I've ever seen Bob like frown. No, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I've never seen him frown. I don't even know. I, I think he doesn't know how. Yeah. So, so that's good. Um, he's very positive and, uh, Bob, you're the man and I really appreciate well, your, you. your friendship I appreciate that. and, uh, and having yeah. you around all the time. Now, so when, when we talk about like your, your, your background, like obviously you were talking about how you got involved, um, you used to fly corporately, um, all over, all over the world, right? Yeah. So, yeah I was fortunate enough to be with a company and, uh, we operated, uh, all over the world and it was, uh, just a fantastic company and, uh, we were flying golf streams and challengers and things like that. So we, uh, we, oh, it was just fantastic. Yeah. It was a great career especially with them. I was with them 25 years, retired wow. from there. And as as some of you may know, but Alex's dad uh, worked for me and he actually took over from me when I left that company and he's still with them and they, wow. uh, they're still currently flying a Gulfstream 550. That's fantastic. That's huge, man. That's huge. Now I got to be honest with you. I'm gonna, I'm going to call Josh Bix out right now. Right now, don't do it, man. <laughs> right now, don't do it. I'm having hunger pains. <laughs> right now, this is great. This is what makes my job so awesome. Is that right now we're just chilling here talking with Bob and and Bob Bix is over here chomping away on a bagel, which I have to say are fantastic. They got them from Einstein, so go if you have a bagel a place that you like. Einstein's really All good. Right. Ian actually brought them in so for the whole crew today. We're talking about friendship, love, you know, caring about each other. <laughs> you totally threw me under the bus. throwing him under the bus, rolling back over. But here's the thing. Yeah. And the reason I say this, first of all, mainly because we're always pretty transparent here at Flight Test. We, we try to be who we are. Um, we don't try to be, you know, fake and whatnot. And, and the thing is, is that I just love that you're like, you're up there laughing and you're just enjoying your bagel. And like, oh. I feel like everybody else should know that you're yeah. enjoying your bagel. In the name of full transparency, it was a blueberry. I had, yeah. I had butter on it, the real butter, not the, oh, not yeah. the margarine. Not, not that, not and, that, uh, not that stuff. You know you what know, I'm saying? People are probably listening to this episode and like, they've really gone off the rails. <laughs> you know what though? I'm trying to think, how do we turn it back into aviation talk instead of about a bagel now? It's um, totally okay. And yeah. what, what we do is we segue. So we segue back into Bob. So we were just talking, Bob, about your Gulf Stream 550 and how Alex's dad took over. Yeah, I was yeah. just talking with Alex about that uh, yesterday, actually, about uh, his dad and what he's been doing. And um, he ha he's actually had a few conversations in the last week or so with other people about his dad and what he yeah. does and how he grew up in aviation. And you were a big part of that, he, and he talks about that all the time. Um, so now tell me this. Are there, because I'm sure you have them, are, do you have any crazy stories that you could share with us about, like, some of your favorite times or craziest oh, times. We, in, we in, have. In, if you travel for a living, there's crazy <laughs> stories. Oh, I'm sure. Now it's hard to bring them back up. I, I, you know, you, you, there's usually circumstances that make me think of them. But uh, you know, uh, as the, I guess so. The thing that it's amazing about that, and I was was thinking about this, is that it's same same thing as what you're talking about here. You know, we used to fly all over the world. And the places that we went often, we got to know people mm. and got those relationships with yeah. those people. And and I guess I, I miss some of that. Everybody asks me, well, do you miss the flying and all that stuff? Yeah. Well, I don't miss the flying so much anymore, but 
you you do miss those people that you met and knew and yeah. actually got to know pretty well yeah. while you were flying, you know, and and, and uh, that there were some some crazy people and some <laughs> <laughs> and so some fun things that we you know people that you met and and uh, did. What was the most challenging uh, location you've ever had to fly into? Challenging location mm. we had to fly into. There's uh, there's a number of them, but uh, there's an island out in uh, the Pacific. It's or not in the Pacific. It's it's it is in the Pacific Ocean, but it's right off the west coast of Canada. And the way you get there, you, it's an island, and you land on the island, and then you take a water taxi into town. And so you uh, there's a big the reason we went there is there's a big uh, aluminum plant there that's owned by Alcan, I think. And uh, we it, it was interesting because you you fly over the airport, you circle down until you can see the airport, and then you land because it's all mountainous around you, other than oh, wow. out over the oh, airport. Wow. So. That was that was an interesting place to go in and out of, and it's usually because you're in that uh, west coast area or the west coast of Canada area, they get a lot of rain and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's the you don't get too many days when you can just fly in there and it's beautiful and you can see. So you have to, you know, it's Be strategic. And today, it's you know, the, the the new airplanes they've made that so much easier now because you have the artificial artificial vision. Okay. And things on the on the corporate airplanes, and right. and uh, that would be so much nicer than it used to be. <laughs> yeah, because you were flying with you know how how long have you been retired? I guess you would want. Well, I've been say. retired oh uh, about twelve years now. Twelve years, yeah, yeah. It's been quite a while. It, it surprises me how long I've been retired. Yeah, and I'm sure the technology has changed. Oh, quite a bit. Uh, it it has. It and has. you're still an active pilot, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still an active pilot, but. The, the technology has changed, and you know, I look back at when I was when I was learning. We still had the the old range stations. When I learned, when took my instrument rating, as a matter of fact, you had the range stations, and this is where you had the headsets on. You listen for an A and an N, and you when when you get those together, it's just a solid. It's a null sound. In other words, they null each other out. So that's what. You, you you get on the A side and then you get on the N side and you keep working till you stay on the middle and that's the way they used to shoot approaches and I'll tell you what I'm glad I didn't have to do that because dang <laughs> it was it was pretty so, but I had to learn it when right, I was when right, I was right, initially right. learning my instrument rating we still had it and you still had to learn it um, and uh, there very soon after that uh, they decommissioned most of them but. So, um, so what you're saying is literally you would hear in your mic or your ear, you'd hear a tone, and then you'd hear an opposite tone when you got on the other side of right. it. Right. So, and then you, when those waves canceled out, it was quiet. Yeah. Well, well. Yeah. And then you shoot the approach. You know. That's nuts. That, yeah, well, that, that was, blows my mind. It was ca- yeah. crazy, and and That's you know insane. nowadays, uh, you know, well, I I hate to admit we do this, but you turn on the autopilot and let the autopilot shoot the approach, and you sit there and watch it and make sure that. It doesn't mess up. <laughs> oh my Good goodness! Good autopilot. Well, and I, I guess I guess that's a testimony to technology too. You know what I mean? Because the the weather and stuff uh, isn't it after a certain level of weather they don't want the pilot actively controlling it. That's correct. That's so, that it. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it depends. Now, like the airlines, I know definitely do yeah. that. If they have a, and, and I don't know the their exact rules, but. If they have an approach that's below 500 feet, the autopilot has to shoot the approach. So so imagine this. You watch those movies where the pilot's like, 
I'm going manual at the worst time. Yeah. It's actually the complete opposite. It's right. it's it's I'm when things are really man. rough. You're going you're going autopilot. Uh, well, I remember one one and now they you know uh, the airlines all have them. I think they have auto land systems. Yeah. In other words, the airplane will fly clear down to the ground and touch the ground, and then that's called ALS, right? Uh, I don't know if they call it ALS, but uh, uh, yeah, automatic landing system. Yeah, yeah ALS. Wow. Incredible. But that, but they just and they have auto braking. So uh, as soon as they yeah. touch down, the brakes come on. And so, w- no. what does the pilot do? Now? <laughs> well, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you push a button, you, you fly out. You push a button, you, you come down. There is a, a gentleman when we went and did the content for Hartzell Propeller. Mm. Uh, there was a gentleman, and it was really because I was asking, and he was dialing in all the autopilot and stuff, and it, it was really neat his explanation. He's like. What this does is doesn't make our job easier. It gives us the ability to take another level of safety. Now mm. our attention is monitoring the systems, but now we have the bandwidth to communicate more actively with the tower. We have the bandwidth to communicate with our co-pilot better. Right. So if something does happen, they have that mental bandwidth to, to multitask even better. Well, it's and awesome. they've learned uh, by, by doing it this way that you, what happens is that when you're shooting an approach, you have, you, you're supposed to scan all the instruments. Well, what happens is, you fixate a little bit on them. And so something can be going wrong and you're not paying attention to it because you're, you yeah. get fixated mm-hmm. where if the autopilot's shooting it, you you have a tendency to, to keep watching everything and make sure that it's do that good old. Oodaloop. You know, nice. yeah. No, I love that. And, and like you said, Josh, that safety concern. I mean, you look at like, uh, you look up statistics mm-hmm. and you see how many people, you know, die from plane crashes in a year or whatnot. But yeah. it's, from what I remember, I don't know if it's Incredible still safe. true. It's like, you know, you have more of a chance to get hit by lightning than you do to, to die on an airplane Seems or something, that something like crazy yeah. like that. That's what the, used to be the rumor around the days. But even if it's not 100% true, there is truth to that, that yeah. it is very safe. It's and far more dangerous to get in your car to drive to the airport right. than it is to yeah, much Exactly. You know, when people say, I'm going to go to the highway and I'm going to drive to Florida, you know, they are much more likely to have an incident than if they flew to Florida. Right. And, and it's also much more economical uh, in some ways. So... It's it's really cool. Um, what really excites me now is, especially with flight test. Um, if you guys know with notice with flight test, we're not losing our passion for model aviation. Mm. Uh, flight test has always been fascinated around flight and using flight as a tool to impact people. Right. And what's happened though in these last couple of years is we finally have gotten the bandwidth, the personal growth, the uh, the knowledge, and also the connections to be able to start branching out of the model aviation industry. Right. And there's a real big reason for that. Um, we want people to get fascinated with flight. We want them to get into model aviation, but we also want to be able to take them as far down that road of flight as they want to go. Mm-hmm. And going from model aviation to general aviation can be your job. And one of the neatest things, whether it's the Air National Guard, whether it's career pilots, there is such a huge need in both of those fields for pilots right now. Right. And we're really thankful to, to be part of, I guess, the aviation community, the aviation world at this time because you don't have to literally say, okay, I'm going to use this as my hobby. You can be just like Bob. And, and make this your lifestyle. And well, and and that's exactly, when you think about it, that's exactly what happened. We were in the model airplane business, uh, you know, and your love for aviation grows. And then we got into the the, the small aircraft, or small general aviation aircraft, yeah. mm-hmm. did that. And and I said, well, gee, I'd like, I'd like to do this as yeah. a, for a living. Mm-hmm. And I'm so blessed in my life to be able to do it and work for good companies. And right. man, I, you know, it's yeah. just been fantastic. Uh, uh, 
to, to do this job and, and get to fly all over the world and see the world and right. do things like that. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Well, and it's a similar story. I know uh, the exact same words have been mentioned from Alex's dad, how right. blessed he is. Uh, you guys obviously work for a fantastic company, and uh, it's it's really cool to see, you know, that as an option. You know, you can work and you can have joy in your life and, and do a job that's fulfilling and rewarding. Yeah. And uh, I love the the fact that all the wisdom that you bring and the stories you bring helps us to give something to share with people and hopefully yeah. encourage them. Now, you and I talked a little while ago. Um, recently, we've learned to fly powered paragliders, PPG. Mm-hmm. That's something I think we're going to start getting you kiting, aren't we? I would like to try it. I'd yeah, like to, sure. I'd like, I'd like to try it. So we got to get Bob down to uh, to Florida to, to do some kiting, or mm-hmm. uh, when we uh, get to maybe a different location where it's not a big dirt mound, <laughs> we gotta we gotta put Bob in a harness. That might be good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw Bob muscling. Uh, we have these two point five meter uh, airfoil kites, and they pull. They pull yeah. really hard, and and he flew that thing like a boss. Yeah, I did. so I'm excited to see what he does with uh, with the wings. Bob's quality at pretty much everything he does. He, yeah. he, well, he I don't tells know me, about that. He no, tells me stories all the time, and. He's like, uh-huh. I feel like, you know, just that guy. Just I want him, yeah. I want to have him like when I wake up in the morning, yeah. there's Bob. <laughs> yeah. Like when I get in my car to go to work, there's Bob. You yeah. know what I mean? I want my personal Bob. I want my own personal Bob. Personal Bob. We'll try to make that happen. <laughs> try to make that happen, right? That's yeah. awesome. Yes. Can't so, wait for that. Well, now, now, uh, the other thing as, we, as we're talking about pilots and, and uh, you know, getting, making sure that, uh, you know, you can make this a career and a living. Uh, we just had the opportunity to go down to Alabama. Um, to be with the Air National Guard, the Red Tails. Um, that was one of the things that they told us as well, is that th- the aviation industry, both both civil and uh, military-based, are looking for those people. They're looking for pilots. They're looking for mechanics. They're looking for engineers. They're looking for people to come on who have a love and a passion for aviation yeah. to to start putting that into practice and making it a, making a career out of it. Yeah, well, that's right. There, there's a big shortage of military. I understand that they were paying bonuses, huge uh, bonuses, big yeah. bonuses, just to keep the technicians. Right, uh, yeah. and and obviously, uh, the military, uh, at, in the past few years, haven't been producing as many pilots. So yeah. actually, you know, most of the pilots came out of the military. They went to the airlines. Well, mm. that's not happening anymore. So we have the airline industry, which is very short on pilots. Yeah. Right. Um, as we know, of course, that was a, a scheduling glitch, but uh, American was, you know, <laughs> had a yeah. problem around Christmas time now yeah. because they put too many people on vacation. But uh <laughs> Still, there's a very there's a big shortage in the uh, airline industry, and they are looking for pilots. And yeah. uh, there's no doubt about it. There's a great career field and technicians. Yeah, I mean they they obviously for every airplane and you need you know One a bunch of but yeah. you need a bunch of mechanics to go along yeah. with it. Or so so now now is a better time than any. Yeah, and, so. and, and if our listeners haven't uh, gotten a chance to watch the International Guard episode we do, we actually have more content. I think within the week of you hearing this or this coming out, yeah. we are going to actually have um, another video coming out, and we're going to be showing the experience that we had when you guys <laughs> went up in the uh, – was it C- the fuel tanker? Yeah, what was it? C- uh, the KC-135. 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 And then uh, I got to fly in an F-16D, and then we flew a sortie, and we flew a refueling mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. I, if you guys, uh, I hate to say, got to see it, but you got to see it. Yeah, because see it. the biggest thing that stands out is I really wish I would have become a better human being if I would have taken the path of becoming part of the Air National Guard. Mm. 
Um, and I never realized that. I never realized all the amazing things that they have to offer. But also with career pilots, um, typically you pay your dues. You know, you you go through all the flight training. And in the case now, you'd go deep into debt, you know, at Embry-Riddle or an aviation-based college. And then you would go ahead and then you would pay your dues through logging hours. And that's usually flying smaller commuter jets, things like that, that don't pay very well. And then you go up to the big leagues uh, where it's it's a much better paying job profession. Through the Air National Guard, it changes that path. You get professional training and you're logging your time while you're serving your country and your state. Right. And then you've paid those dues and you're going straight into uh, some amazing jobs in the airline industry. So it's um, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. The only thing that impacted me more than that was not everyone is guaranteed to be part of a great family. Not everyone is guaranteed to have a connection with um, – you know, their mom, their dad, their siblings, mm-hmm. uh, or live in an area where they have, you know, positive people. What I noticed beyond anything else, everywhere I went on that base was a genuine love that each other one had for each other. And, you know, that is an environment where uh, you can't fake that. You can't just walk in and suddenly act like you care about each other people. The way everyone uh, interacted, cared about each other, worked together, uh, was one of the most beautiful pictures of family I've ever seen. Damn. So uh, as important as serving your country is, it's an amazing opportunity to also pull people into a positive environment uh, where they can connect with amazing individuals. That's right. 100%. And, and if you have any questions uh, about that, um, I'll put some links down below to uh, just the Air National Guard and, and, and send you that way so you can kind of get some more information on that. Obviously, uh, go check out the video. Uh, come, I think it'll be next week sometime of some sort. Um, so within the week following up after this podcast to check in and see if you can watch that video, get some more information on that. Um, plus there's a lot of, a lot of cool things that the flight, the aviation industry has to offer right now. And, um, so if you, if you have a passion, uh, and you love aviation and you're just, you're wanting to get into that kind of a field, um, go ahead and take a look because, uh, they're looking for you. So, and and there's some great colleges around too. That's, that's another. I, uh, we mentioned them, Amber Riddle, yep. but uh, MTSU. We, we have Kent State here yep. uh, locally. Right. We have Ohio University locally, and these schools. And there's some. Uh, I think South Dakota has a big aviation yep. program, um, and I don't know if they're still named the same thing, but PIA in Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if they are they still the same. I don't know if they changed their name or not, but they do a, a technical training. Okay. Uh, and uh, that's a, that's a good field to go through that way. And there's some other there. Uh, and I don't know who they're affiliated with nowadays, but uh, Spartan aviation down in uh, Oklahoma uh, for technical training. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, all these schools are around and, yeah. uh, it's yeah. a good way to do it. I mean, obviously, yeah. if you could get in the garden and do it that way, and if the, if yeah. you like the military, that's a good way to go. But yeah. um, there there's multiple is, ways to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's multiple ways to do it, and Correct. these uh, aviation programs that some of these schools have are great. Top great notch, yeah. And they have the drone, the drone training along that's with the right. team, which mm-hmm. is really crazy. You know, there's always going to be need for band pilots. Um, I don't, I don't foresee that going away anytime soon. Um, so. Uh, There'll definitely be a drone industry that's going to grow up in an amazing way, but uh, uh, there's always going to be some level of, right. of, of those professions, you know, around. Um, okay. One thing, you know, it's coming up uh, uh, with the season right now, and I'm jumping from one thing to the other, but Christmas is like literally, what, four days away? Literally four. Yeah, today's like the 21st. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, right now and stuff, one thing I want to really encourage, especially the family members out there, 
we we love flight, but we love families more, and we mm-hmm. love seeing both of those together. Um, this is a great opportunity, and I just want to encourage you know the dads out there and stuff while you're off work and stuff. Take time to connect with your kids. Yeah. Um, grab grab some raw foam, cut something out that flies across the room. Uh, but this is one of the most special times of the years where people are really connecting in a powerful way. Mm-hmm. And you can go two different directions with that. You can uh, you can be stressed, you can be in a rat race, or you can you can slow down and you can connect and you can uh, make a memory with each other. Right. And uh, one thing we really love is is usually around January we start seeing these pop up pictures of of what families built together. You yeah. know the crazy mm-hmm. adventures. If you guys do anything like that, please post a picture on the Flight Test Fans page. Post a picture on Facebook or Instagram and tag us in it. Uh, what do we call it? Flying families, right? Yeah. FT Flying Families. Um, we love seeing that. Yeah. And, and it also, it's where our heart is at and stuff. So there's not many times when you get people together to that level. And uh, I just want to, I guess, beg you <laughs> to, uh, if, if it to sounds share. interesting to you, take a gamble this year, try it. You, you'll never regret it. Yeah. And and like like Josh said, share it, share it because you never know who you're going to touch. Yeah. You know, share it on the, on the, on the Facebook, on the, on the, on the Instagram. Uh, we have a forum, like share them on the forums. We'd love to see how the build went. Or if you tag, if you take video or pictures, it's a great place to, fo- uh, to, to put on there as well as even making an article about it to mm-hmm. share with other people about how your experience went so that they can go and have the same exact experience and then build upon that experience, yeah. which is really cool. So now you're paying it forward without really you know, j- just doing what you were doing. You're giving people just a model dialogue. of what they can do. Exactly. I'll tell you something. Now, now, now just what we're talking about right here yeah. is what brought me to flight test. Oh, really? Wow. I mean, yeah, the way you guys are talking and the, and uh, I did it, you know, a long time ago when we first started and Josh first got going, we were at a, an event up in uh, Vermilion. I remember and, that, yeah. And I interviewed Josh for a little local TV station and we did that, and I just the message came across just like it did just now, that how we care about people and we care about families, and this is what we want to be doing. And uh, that's I fell in love with that, and I said, "This is I'd like to be involved with these guys." And uh, that's that's how I got involved. And you know, for all of you out there, this this isn't a put on this is right. this is the way everybody is around here and, and the feeling of camaraderie and yeah. and it's just amazing that's right man and and bob on that note i'm, I'm gonna end this thing because <laughs> we're all gonna I, be getting in a group you can't, you can't say anything yeah. better than that and i'm about to start crying so yeah. i'm just gonna yeah. i'm just gonna let it go so bob first and foremost thank you yeah. so much for being on with well, us well thank you yeah, for and, having uh, me I, for sharing I, your heart you know as you know how much i love you guys and and uh Love being shows. around here. And, you know, as a retired person, <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a purpose and you got to do some things. And so yeah. it's fun to come down here and and just volunteer and have a good yeah. time. Well, you you bring joy to our hearts, Bob. Yeah. 100%. Truthfully. And uh, speaking of joy, guys, uh, Christmas is coming. We wish you all a very happy yes. Merry yes, Christmas. Happy, happy, and, uh, yes. and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Exactly. Yeah. So, Josh, thank you. Bob, thank you. thank you so much. For everybody listening, thank you for listening and uh, just for hanging out with us today. Um, like, like Josh said, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy, happy Holidays, Happy All the Days, All the Things, Happy <laughs> yeah. All the Things. Um, we really uh, pray and hope that you have a wonderful holiday season with uh, you and your family, uh, your friends. Uh, make memories. Go enjoy 
enjoy the time the, that you get to either have off work or even with your coworkers um, in any way, shape, or form, in any capacity. And uh, go make a memory and have have some fun this uh, holiday season. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll have links down below for all the stuff that we talked about today. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll hopefully we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Deuces.